Hello everyone. This is the podcast episode of webinar conducted by the Progressive Students Forum TIS on preparing for TIS online personal interview. Hope you enjoy the podcast episode. Hi all. I think uh, we can start. Am I audible to all? Uh, yes, sir. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. So. Uh, this is a really strange time that we are having now and all of us are missing so many things in our life. Uh, we are all in a, a pandemic and we have to conduct so many pro- prog- uh, programs like this and we all have, uh, uh, you all gone through an uh, online process uh, till now and uh, welcome to the webinar on personal uh, interview of this admission. Uh, 21 conducted by Progressive Student Forum. I'm a member of this organize, student organization. My name is Vida and I'm a student uh, of women's studies. Uh, uh, so uh, before uh, we get started with the webinar, I'd like to talk about uh, PSF. Uh, uh, we are a student organization, <coughs> organization based on uh, TIS Mumbai. Uh, that uh, works where various uh, uh, addressing various student issues and uh, campus activities. So uh, uh, we address uh, participate uh, we participate in various political situation and uh, we are um, addressing many uh, political uh, affairs that are happening uh, in uh, in our country and. Uh, uh, we are many programs related to uh, academics in our campus, uh, both on, online and offline. Uh, as you all know, we are uh, going through this pandemic, we, uh, including me. Uh, we are the first batch that um, having this long time online uh, process of academics. So uh, we got so many uh, webinars, talks, and uh, many academic uh, purpose in online mode uh, and we are arranging uh, we are uh, organizing so many uh, programs like this uh, as you all know as you can see right now this is also a uh, session uh, uh, that we are conducting for helping um, uh, helping uh, all uh, you all for the personal interview and PAT uh, and uh, 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 today there are uh, three schools there: uh, management and law and um, uh, uh, education. So uh, there will be um, uh, representative. Uh, there will be representation of, from these schools, and uh, they will be interacting with you. Uh, so um, uh, you can uh, ask uh, whatever you want, whatever doubts you are having. Uh, they'll be uh, talking about uh, that and you can also uh, put your messages in your chat boxes and if it's uh, urgent, uh, we will be asking it online. Um, uh, if it's not, uh, we'll be sorting out uh, till last and we'll be answering all the questions at the end of the session. So, uh, first there will be uh, a session for uh, law, uh, from the School of Law. 
so i'm welcoming the representative from the uh, from the school of law and we can start the webinar i think Hello, uh, this is Ashwini, uh, and I am the member of the PSO. I'm currently pursuing a law from this Mumbai uh, campus. So, uh, first of all, uh, before coming to the uh, session, I would like to have the questions and the queries from the students, so that I will be able to give the solution or have a discussion in a very much good, uh, good way. So may I have the questions first uh, before coming to the session or, or queries of the LLM master's program? Am I audible? Uh, so basically, uh, first of all, let me have. Uh, so this time, uh, the question is. Uh, so uh, before the. So let me have the questions first. Uh, so LLM program is. Uh, related to access to justice, the specialization is uh, getting the justice to the marginalized section of the society. So the LLM program, which is conducted by the PIS, is specially oriented towards the social services, and you will be working towards the NGOs. You will be working in the social sector, uh, including the government, and including. The law firm as well as you can pursue your personal career. So uh, in this we have uh, subjects like uh, uh, international law, uh, your teaching subjects, and including uh, social uh, development and for the vulnerable and marginal section of the society. So uh, you will be having an online interview, and in online interview the questions will be in the format of. Uh, Day-to-day -day, uh, activities which are going happen. So last time, uh, many questions were with the uh, Sushant Singh Rajput case. So the questions in the interview asked were that how will you determine that a person has got murdered or is it a society? And the questions will be on the constitutional basis as well. So one of the important tip which I will give you that keep Tapping on the current affairs, questions will be from a uh, question will be from the eminent domain. What is eminent domain? What is Article Twenty One, and how it is affecting the people's life? And recent Supreme Court judgments should be your prior concern in having your interview. So do follow the current events of the past one years, and questions more towards the practical application of the law. So it will not be totally or purely law based. You will you won't be asked a particular section of a law, for example, contract IPC. 
बट द जनरल When the pat is gonna happen, you will be asked the general essays, and you will be provided with the three essays out of which uh, you have to uh, write one essay in five hundred words. And in your first section, you will be having a thirty questions having one marks each, and there will be no negative marking. And can you have a question like if there is any doubt then otherwise go to the next two hello i actually um, i wanted to ask um, if the pat questions are going to be the generic law questions just say um, eib exam mein hote ya llm jo nlu exams mein hote ya fir आपके I have the next question. Hello. Yes, yes. Uh, good evening, sir. Uh, what yeah. type of questions will be asked in personal interview? So, in in personal interview, questions would be like, uh, for example, what is eminent domain? So you have to be thorough with the constitutional law. That will help you much. For example, they will ask you the uh, the. the landmark cases for example ulga telis case the people living on footpaths their right to livelihood they will ask you the questions on the on the land reform they will ask you the land acquisition act the current acts which are highly uh, contentious and which are being debated in the supreme court you have to keep tab on the recent supreme court judgments that will uh, help you like you please follow live law or bar and bench for your uh, personal online interview you can follow the last 6 month uh, live and bar and bench articles major articles on the constitutional law okay sir thank you so much yeah yeah your interview will be for 30 minutes 32 uh, and it may go further to 35 minutes and in some cases it may uh, Amount to fifteen minutes as well, so it will be a general interview, and uh, questions will be uh, uh, like uh, there will be personal questions. They may ask you your your interest. Like it will be very uh, uh, a very a frank kind of interview. They will they won't uh, grill you much further. This you need to be uh, very honest with your answers. 
and uh, your way of presentation matters. You have to be in a proper attire, whether you are appearing in offline or online. So make sure of it. That will add value uh, to your personality. And uh, yeah, may I have any other queries? With, uh, with, uh, with special uh, queries with regard to LLM, any other questions with, uh, with regard to uh, placement and all, like what will you learn from this LLM access to justice and what are your expectations? Like, is there any question? Like, then I would be able to give you a more detailed answer. Um, sir? Yes, yes. I, I have I, seen what a, is your name? Vishalakshi Sohani. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Please, Vishalakshi. I have seen the fellowship program of uh, LLM and cr criminal justice, something like that. What is that? I don't know that, much knowledge. That, 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 that fellowship is for the uh, students in MA uh, criminology. So that is uh, like. Apart from that, you can you may also apply for that, but it is especially for the uh, people in amic criminology. Otherwise, you will be given more opportunities. Yeah, you may be appointed as a researcher, and uh, with this LLM, you will be able to write the UGC net. And uh, an academic career is also uh, can be seen from doing this LLM. Uh, hi, Ashwini. Uh, sorry uh, to interrupt, but uh, we'll uh, take question at last. So uh, I request all the participants to uh, ask their questions in the chat box and we'll be take those on uh, last. Yeah, sure. Later. Sure, sure, sure. Okay, thank you. Uh, so, <clears throat> Ajay from Education uh, School of Education will be uh, the next representative. So, I welcome Ajay from School of Education. Hello, am I audible? Hello. Yes, yes, you are audible. So hi, I'm Ajay Thomas. Uh, I'm doing my uh, first year. Uh, I'm doing ME Education, and I'm with I'm with uh, TISS Mumbai campus. Uh, so uh, Mumbai campus, and I smile just because uh, I haven't been to Mumbai campus, and for the past one year, it's it's online, and the courses offered by my department include uh, BL uh, ME Education and uh, BLED, which is uh, which is a part-time course, then B.Ed.M.Ed., which is an integrated three-year program, and uh, Hyderabad campus also offers M.A. education. So that's it about myself. I'm also the CR of my class. So, so there is something that you need to understand about TISS. That is, uh, in TISS, we have to go through a lot of academic works, and it is called literature review. We have to go through a lot of... Uh, like scientific articles publish and then we have to come up with our own point of view we need to generate content so i guess that will be tested more in this 
uh, in this uh, exams that you're, you're going to face. So you have cleared your MCQ, which is well and good, but you're, you're not going to attend MCQ here. You have to generate a lot of content think, think through. So uh, a, social a social science background that definitely helps. But even if you don't have that, it's fine. I have a physics background. But you, you must be willing to put in a lot of effort to read and try to understand a lot of concepts. Uh, and about MA education uh, in Mumbai campus, I am, uh, ours is the second batch. So none of us, like the first years, they haven't passed out. So that's something you have to keep in mind. Then right now, uh, we, are, we are going through our, uh, we are doing our field attachment. Like it's our so-called internship. And so I would like to highly uh, recommend you all to keep practicing, like increase your typing speed. That's the most important thing that you have to uh, develop till, the, till your exams. Uh, increase your typing speed. So that's something that I struggled with initially here. So I'm, I'm slowly picking it up. Uh, so you have to think, to think about the ideas. You have to comprehend them. At the same time, you, you also have to type it. So that's, uh, uh, that's, that's not an easy task for someone who is, who is not used to typing. So it was difficult for me. Uh, I wrote the exam. I actually went to the campus. I wrote the wrote the exam and it, it was only after that uh, corona happened so i was fortunate enough to write my exams and uh, then as far as interview is concerned uh, i had this part-time teaching experience uh, so they focus more on that and and the questions were general i must say that i was the mostly uh, my ex my opinions on different items were uh, asked and in TISS, you can you can take your own stand on the issues, but uh, you you must be able to substantiate your points with examples. Uh, I guess for that, current affairs will definitely help. And uh, if you are joining TISS, it is very essential that you 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 have a very good internet connection, because otherwise that will be very difficult to carry on. And keep do keep uh, keep your video on during all the sessions if possible. Thank you. So is there any questions right now or should I answer at the end? I have one question. Can I ask Ajay? Go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, uh, about data analytics course, can you just let us know like since it's a very new course this year, like how is the interview going to happen and uh, like how is the test going to happen ahead? So you want to know more about data analytics? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I I don't I don't know Shivam I I, I may, may not be sorry right to interrupt. Uh, so the course from uh, data analytics is from the School of uh, Management and Labor Studies. So Ajay has asked about the questions regarding the course of education, but at the same okay. time, just to remind you that just put your questions in the chat box and Ajay, even if it is re relating to education, Ajay will be taking those questions at the end so that the other aspirants need not wait for a long time. Okay, there are some questions in the chat box. I will I will answer them towards them, to the best of my knowledge. Thank you. Uh, thank you, Ajay, and uh, uh, I welcome Govind from School of Management and Labor Studies to take over. So, thank you, Govind. 
thanks Shweta. Uh, so this is Govind here. Uh, so I'm a first year student at uh, the uh, I'm pursuing my first year MA in Human Resource Management and Labor Relations, which is uh, which belongs to the School of Management and Labor Studies. So a disclaimer is that uh, the S SMLS has a lot of courses like uh, HRM and LR, ODCL. Uh, we have social entrepreneurship. We have data analytics. We have globalization and labor. Uh, so um, yeah, I'll come to the questions. Yeah. So all these courses are pretty different in its own right, but it has a management angle to it. Uh, the disclaimer is that I'm not very, I, I don't have the authority to speak on the other courses as I have on HRM and, HRM and LR. So most of my conversation would be restricted to HRM and LR, though I could give a flavor about the other courses. So if there is any other specific question, you could write to PSF and they would try to clarify. And uh, so let's get uh, started with, I mean, most of the questions are related to the interview and about, you know, uh, how much of HR you need to know. So uh, let's get, uh, so uh, I'm making an assumption here key. Most of the aspirants of HRM and LR are from two categories. Again, this is a uh, assumption based on uh, past data. Uh, I mean, excuse if some people do not belong to this. I mean, to the two broad categories I'm uh, saying. So it's just, I mean, I, I, I'm making this uh, classification because I hope it helps most of the people. So either you have people from the civil service background or, uh, you know, that sort of a background uh, who I have been like uh, in touch with uh, current affairs and social affairs and uh, social science kind of topics, and even like uh, people from MHP, BHP, and fine arts. And then you have a category of people who have been preparing for management exam. Uh, so I belong to the second category. So a bit about my profile. I think I should say that because it clarifies certain part. So I'm an engineer basically. I did mechanical engineering. Then I worked in Bharat Petroleum for three years. It was a proper a corporate uh, stint, and then I came to TSS, and I was preparing for. Uh, management exams. Uh, so the reason why I said is that I am a, I'm not a person who has a background in social sciences whatsoever. Uh, so do not, uh, so if you, I mean, if, I think many people can relate to me uh, coming from that background. So do not uh, be bummed by the fact that um, uh, your social science background or that knowledge of that is important. So basically, uh, let me take you what HRM and LR stands for. So HRM and LR uh, is a course which has both an element. It's a B school as well as it's a social science institute. So we have both these components here. So our course is very much tuned towards the corporate because all of us are going to join corporate. We are going to get placed in corporate and we have to be trained uh, to meet the demands of uh, proper corporate life. So uh, therefore, uh, most of the training and most of the courses that we get are tuned that way. But at the same time, we are a, a part of the bigger umbrella of TISS, which is a social science institute. So we do receive a part of training uh, on that. We study about new social science topic. Uh, we uh, and just and we study about society. And you may ask, why is that important? Is it if that is important? Because again, we are going to be the future human resource professional. So having a good understanding of the society helps us in uh, building capabilities in the human resources in an organization. And this is what this is what this and this is why this stands out from the rest of other management uh, colleges in the country. So what does what that means is that. When you're preparing, you have to make sure that you have a good uh, grasp on, I wouldn't say great grasp, uh, but at least you know what business, at least you have to have an understanding in business, uh, about business. You should be excited about, uh, you know, why businesses stand for. And at the same time, you should have, a, I mean, not a very detailed, but at least a vague idea of what are the social realities or social challenges that uh, we as a society face. A very brief uh, idea would be enough because your interview might uh, touch upon those aspects. And um, 
and if uh, if you I need to ask how to approach the interview, one answer I could say is that you need to uh, reflect on your lived experience. That is what matters in tests. So it's uh, I, I've I've attended a lot of um, I mean other IIMs and other B school kind of interviews, and I could say that's all predictable. You know what they're going to ask. But in tests, they're not going to ask much. You I mean this is my experience. You are going to drive the interview, and for that you need to have matter. And where that matter comes from, it comes from your lived experience. It is based on what you have been through that you can answer the question why this and why HR, and that is what the faculties are looking for. They are looking for individuals who are able to because see, uh, taking a decision like joining HRM in this is like uh, it's 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 a very important uh, in the respect that you can't branch out because all of us are going to get placed in a proper HR domain and there is no chance of getting into. I mean, as in like career-wise, mostly you will continue in that path. So they want to be sure that if we are sure about taking this course, which means that we need to have quite a lot of reflection of, uh, about our life and why uh, that can be related to HR. So it uh, and and so I can't say what a good answer could be for, because for each person it's a different thing. For me, I realized that I felt this topic as important because I I worked in a marketing profile and worked in operations profile, and both these cases I felt that. Uh, maybe in in marketing, what I felt is that if, uh, as equally important as knowing what the market share of competitor is, what is the price of the or competitors offering, what are the new opportunities, that is important. Similarly, in operation, you need to know what uh, how to manage uh, your inventory levels. Or you need to know how to plan uh, people. But in all this, the overarching principle is that about placing the right people at the right uh, position and about skilling the people, and that has to do with HR. So it is this understanding that made me, um, you know, fascinated towards HR, and most of my answers were based on that in my interview. And it's always good to have a good understanding about at least one aspect of HR. They're not going to uh, expect you to know everything about HR, but having a good understanding about one small aspect would help. For me, I, uh, as part of my profession, I had to uh, deal with uh, a bit of labor law. So I um, took my own effort and I got to learn more about labor law, and that helped. Because my I could drive my interview through that direction. Uh, so my question, and you should be kind of good. Uh, I mean, you should know that subject properly. What whatever subject you're going to tell, you have to uh, know it properly. And uh, one more thing, uh, I an interesting question I uh, found is that what uh, what are the answers that you shouldn't say for the interview? Well, there are a lot of answers that you shouldn't. I mean, which may sound. I mean, basically, it's your life experience, as I said. So as long as you're able to justify the, your life decisions and uh, you know come up with it, it's all fine. Um, but let me say uh, one thing: uh, many a lot of aspirants get into this zone. Uh, the understand your uh, interview panel. Uh, so all these are professors of HR, and they have very good understanding over HRMS. Also, they have a very good understanding of the uh, talent. So most of these professors are people who write research articles about talent attraction, about employer branding. And all this. So, if you go and goof up saying that you know I joined uh, TIS because it's the best. I mean, it's it's the best uh, B school because everyone knows that you know I am ABC are the best. You you're coming to TIS because you didn't get admission there. So, I'm not. There are exceptions to that, but I mean, faculties know know that. So, don't give very uh, you know uh, flattering uh, you know uh, what do you call it, appreciations. Uh, be very frank. That is what TIS stands for. Uh, so yeah. So again, I would uh, urge all of you. To reflect on your life experiences and try to convince yourself why you want HR and why this. So these are the most important aspects in the that these are most important that will help you in cracking the PI, according to my uh, understanding. So yeah, um, 
Yeah, I mean, so I'll take a, uh, no, I'll, I'll rather not take up the question. I'll take it uh, towards the end. Uh, also, please, uh, I mean, you can mention uh, anything that I have to touch upon. Yeah, and I'll just uh, close in with uh, one of some tips I have to give with respect, uh, respect to the online interviews. So the interviews are going to be online. Uh, so I'll just uh, touch upon certain things you might need to take care while giving an online interview. Uh, so first thing, as someone has mentioned earlier, be very sure you're dressed properly. Um, and uh, maybe like uh, for a course like HRM, it is advisable if you are a bit more formal. So that's what I expected. Uh, second thing, uh, you it would be like uh, many of you might not be very comfortable with the online uh, I mean the online platform that we are using. So it might be Zoom mostly. So familiarize yourself with Zoom uh, because it could create unwanted stress if you are not able to navigate the platform very easily. So familiarize yourself with uh, Zoom. And uh, before entering the interview, try to enter into a lone uh, Zoom meeting and see how do you look and all that. Because that shouldn't be uh, that should be the last of your concern while giving an interview. Uh, thirdly, I mean, fourthly, someone has said, make sure you have a good internet connection. Keep your videos on because these interview panels will be uh, you know interviewing a lot of people. So if you're keeping the videos off, they might lose interest. So keep your videos on. And about video, um, one thing that helps many uh, like. Um, for people who have issue uh, with uh, you know keeping your uh, your portrait on, please avoid that because even according to uh, research work, um, you know keeping uh, sometimes that could be a distraction and it could distract you from the interview. You might be more obsessed with how do you look on the screen rather than the content. So you could keep your uh, switch off the videos off. So yeah, that is about the online interview. And one more thing, so HRM will be a very hectic course. Uh, we uh, so as I said, there are two. Uh, we have two targets. One is the uh, preparing ourselves for the corporate uh, in um, the rules and at the same time understanding uh, I mean the social science part of it and it's a research based uh, uh, you know uh, course so we have to do a lot of uh, article reviewing we have to create our own content as mentioned earlier at the same time we have to know uh, you know you have to get the basics of uh, all the subjects in business so an average day uh, for us would look like uh, we might you know work on I mean we might do assignment on say financial leveraging then we go to an assignment about operational management, learning how uh, introduction of say uh, ERP help the company to increase its profit, for which we have to go through the uh, annual reports of company. Then we could we would jump into something like a psychology subject, like a organizational behavior. We would be learning different biases. Then we jump into something like a labor law, where we will be learning different uh, acts, very confusing act. And uh, in the end, we might work on a social science topic like. For example, I remember this day uh, when I was like uh, work. I mean, so the subjects and this that was very interesting. So I remember one of the most interesting assignment that I got was like related to the cultural studies. So it was like analyzing uh, movies based on you know uh, the I mean based on theories that was discussed. So I ended up you know reviewing a 2009 Malayalam movie based on a, a 19th, 18th century uh, French. Um, social scientist theories. So it is a great experience. It's a great learning experience. Uh, so, but it's, it's going to be really hectic. Uh, so keep that in mind. And yeah, the online environment would make it more easy, um, will make it more difficult. Uh, but it's all worth it. Uh, HRM and LR uh, from TISS is going to build your career. And um, I'm rest assured with all sincerity and uh, confidence, I can say that uh, your career in HR will be strong if you pass out from this particular course. Okay, uh, thank you, Govind. Uh, so now uh, we look into the questions that has come from the chat box. 
so the first question is regarding will patch happen first then interview so regarding the dates of each uh, even if it is interview or patch please kindly get updated with the website because that's the safest place where you can get the dates of uh, when the interview is going to happen or the pat exam is going to happen as we all know we are living in a very uncertain times and uh, what will be the dates of the interview and pat will can come only uh, considering the situation that is happening so uh, please stay updated with the dates uh, in the website this website uh, and second question is uh, hi i have query related to data analytics so we have like initially said that because it is a semester end and everybody is like really having a hectic time we really could not uh, get every uh, volunteer from each and every course under management and labor studies but uh, instead what we'll do is that uh, i think there is uh, two three more questions relating to data analytics and even labor studies and practice so these courses what we'll be trying to do is that uh, after the webinar ends uh we'll be putting out a podcast on uh, this webinar and we'll be adding uh, an audio clip of the um representatives from these courses uh regarding what what all topics to cover or how to really go about uh, attending the interview so we'll be adding those audio clips which you can refer to uh, in relating to these courses where there are no volunteers right now uh so i hope that is okay and uh, next question ashwini can you tell us a little about the llm placements uh yeah uh, thank you uh, see llm placements this time is being connected to the cdfc that is central uh, placement level at the institute uh, in tiss uh, so for the placements for llm students uh, uh there is a website uh, this word press on different placements to this and apply and based on your application and your cv uh, there will be a uh, uh, interview for the for the vacancies and if you uh, able to crack the interview then you you can have been placed and also there is second level that is school based placements uh, school also organizes a placement uh, for its students it is different from the uh, centralized placement of the this so there there are opportunities and students of this program uh, take a initiative on their own considering the subject of the elem is my justice in globalizing world comparative public law system of governance research methods and legal writing law development and justice so considering these uh, social issues and social uh, subjects uh, so placement is basically oriented towards the ngo sector and you are also asked to join uh, individual at individual level like you are being asked to have your own uh, uh, trajectory of the career in litigation as well so uh, placements are being totally up to you to get a placement in in the posted vacancies uh, at the set, uh, school level and at the uh, institute level okay uh, ashwin is uh, are you done 
yeah yeah i am done with okay okay fine yeah uh, so uh, it's the same question for uh, ajay also how are the placements of ma educations in citizen u course okay i have already told you that we belong to a second batch but uh, in 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 the hyderabad campus this course has been run, uh, running on so curriculum developer uh, education consultant education policy consultant with the government uh, you can also be appointed as vice principal and also edtech platforms can also hire you if you are good with uh, ict and uh, i had this question on socializing aspect uh, keep your videos on uh, that that will help you a lot to socialize with one another i am the class rep uh, of my class just because i have a stable internet and i talk to people a lot you you can also join us psf and these are the things that works uh, but you have to take in a little more effort uh, to socialize i must admit that then asta uh, my experience in ma education i must say that uh, not just me anyone in this uh, pis will say that it's really insightful the information that we have uh, i'm assuming that you all must be reading the hindu and following news regularly uh, that We, we we tend to feel that that is a, okay that is but but there are many other things to it i i consider myself to be a generalist i have already told you i i did my graduation in physics and i worked in some different arena so uh, we feel that uh, we we know a lot of stuff but only when you join tss we will we will be introduced to all this research works and readings which are not popular outside so it will be very very insightful and things will make a lot of sense and uh, for the essay uh, w- what helped me is that uh, i took almost 5 minutes uh, to just to prepare as to what the outline and structure of my essay is going to be and it was only after that i started writing so you can also do the same you can maybe draw a flow chart maybe a mind map just 5 minutes that's spend some time on it and after that start writing and whenever you 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 take a stand substantiate with your with with examples and uh, if if needed i can share an article uh, sent to me by our own professors on nep 2020 uh, that's it thank you okay thank you ajay uh, so someone has asked regarding the uh, upcoming test pattern i assume that it is regarding the pat so i don't know whether all the aspirants have checked out the tis website uh, they have updated with the pat structure like uh, for each courses because it is different for each courses so just go through the website and have exposure to yourself regarding what will be the kind of uh, structure of the uh, pat exam and uh, next question is uh, hi govind sir can you let us know some questions which were asked in the interview uh, where should we learn about labor relations for the interview yeah uh, so again as i said uh, interviews are very subjective it depends upon how you are uh, taking forward the interview uh, so it's not required for you to learn about labor relations uh, the reason why i said is because i because my uh, background so in my last two years i was uh, working as a production planner of a factory 
which means that i had to deal with a lot of contract employees and i was a i mean our company is a secondary employer of them so i had to go i mean i was bounded by certain laws which i had to have a good understanding so uh, so i used that uh, i built further on that and so when they asked me about like why do you want hr uh, so that was one good lie i could say about it so i said ki bhai i know about uh, i mean i found labor low interesting because i i prepared for it and uh, when once you say that uh, remember that you are facing people who are like the gods uh, in their respective rights so you have to i mean they do not expect you to be very uh, i mean big i mean you have a deep knowledge with it but don't bluff um, you should at least whatever you say you should have a good authority on it so for me they started asking uh, they just told me a uh, name to acts so i said factory act and minimum wage act then they went into uh, the indicatives of it what is minimum wage act and then they asked me so i was working my factories in tamil nadu so they asked me what is the minimum wage in tamil nadu and they asked me what is the minimum wage uh, in a other uh, i mean a state like bihar and many questions are on the differential minimum wages in different state and then with the factory act uh, they asked me like so i work in a oil psu so we have a lot of petrol pump so they asked me like whether petrol pump is a factory well uh, that is a very tricky question because the factory so all these acts are like i mean it was built uh, i mean it was made by the british so they are irrelevant so they have a lot of clauses which are very you know like um, it's irrelevant in many cases and so it's confusing uh, because of that so i, I mean since i've read that uh, act word to word i was able to answer that so whenever you are saying that you know something be sure that uh, you know whatever you say you do not bluff because the people you are facing they are like the best in the country so make sure that is a case when you are there uh, about saying about it Uh, and if i may answer the other questions in a cs school yeah so uh, someone asked about like uh, your past academics your upsc background so let me and about and link it with the questions about other b school so this is what makes artists uh, different uh, so like uh, i mean i too have uh, cracked certain iims so from that i can say that so iims expect people who had like you know flawless uh, academic career like 95 95 uh, all that so that is one that is what they Uh, want, uh, but this is less judgy. Uh, they always give you a second chance, and they are like they pardon your past sins. So your if if you had scored a little less in your tenth or twelfth or your graduation is not going to matter. And I can say this with a lot of confidence because I have went through the CVs of all my class. I mean all my students, so I know what uh, the academics are. So it's a mixed bag. Uh, so as long as they know that uh, you are thorough with whatever you know, it's fine. So your past academic. Uh, Career is not a problem. Your gap years is not a problem. Um, there are a huge number of my classmates have UPSC background. They do not have work experience, uh, but they do. I mean, they have been selected. They are doing well. They have been placed with great companies. So it's it works for them. And even organizations that come to test, they look for uh, people who have a UPSC background because see, uh, companies too need diversity. Companies too need IM people. They need uh, accelerate people, and they need uh, people like from test who has a different outlook towards the business. so uh, that is the usp that is what we as a brand is selling to the recruiters so having a upsc background doesn't matter and to the question like um, about why i am so i am as its own culture it's i would say it's more uh, it's it's more fine i mean it's more fine tuned towards the corporate it's uh, it's more um, it, it's a totally different world okay uh their campuses are more fancy now that it doesn't matter but yeah the campus is more fancy they use more uh, jargon they use uh, and the whole crowd is totally uh, different there uh, so there are many reasons to go for iims um and uh, i would say that i mean rankings again subjective you have to do your own research and make a judgment 
but i would uh, say that uh, if you want to get a decent uh, placement without paying a uh, taking a 20 lakh loan this is the place to be so uh, in most cases we end up working with people who have you know we start with the uh, same level just that we don't have a loan uh, you know dragging us down so if you are ready to uh, you know uh, i mean study in, i mean i hope that you know things get better if you are ready to study in a not so fancy campus but a beautiful campus like this if you are ready to you know uh, do some literature i mean uh, learn some work from the research perspective if you are ready to uh, you know engage more with social sciences uh, and if you are ready to sacrifice uh, not having the im brand with in your cv i think this is a good option uh, so it's up to you it's it's about what priorities uh, you want uh, personally if you ask me i would have uh, taken a, maybe a im ahmedabad or a bangalore or a kolkata or maybe even excel uh, if not for this but otherwise i didn't find it uh, other ims or other b schools i didn't find it uh, um, i mean income i mean i i, I, th- I thought this is a better proportion because of the same reasons i said because uh, ultimately you i mean one of the major uh, outcome here is placements so you get that at a cheaper rate so the rate of return of investments is better yeah yeah so this question is also being like kind of answer but then a little more like hi govin my brother was asked how the salary for an mp should be determined in the tis pi a few years ago how should a person from the non management background answer this question is it okay to say i don't know yeah i mean if you do not know uh, you say you don't know and uh, this could be uh, see i mean non management see even a management person wouldn't uh, you know kind to get to know about how the salary is determined see uh, we study a subject compensation uh, and benefits uh, so uh, i mean if you use that framework the uh, one of the way we determine the salary is benchmarking that is knowing uh, what your competitor pays so mp is one thing which has no competitor okay so it's it's a very tricky question uh, maybe they might be expect, expecting you to think on that line maybe they might be thinking uh, asking you to consider the perspective of what is the so like you know pay, i mean it's a whole i i think it's more of a social science topic like uh, you know uh, whether you have to pay whether like a, a pol- i mean politics can be seen as a you know service so whether how, how can you quantify it how could you put a monetary value to it and uh, so it's it's a more deeper question uh, from the perspective of hrm at least with my limited understanding of compensation benefits a very uh, difficult uh, thing to answer and again they do not expect you to answer all questions in hr uh, that is what you are here for um, and again please take away this notion that non management and you know finance career a lot of people in my class are from uh, non engineering and non management uh, background and in fact i'll tell you something Uh, the uh, department also wants to increase the diversity because in our class uh, like 80 percentage are engineers so we want to improve it we want to improve the gender ratio we want to improve the educational uh, you know the mix of uh, the different background so uh, don't get bogged by the fact that you are from a non engineering or non management background that is not a big deal here okay Uh, i see that somebody has asked a question regarding msw uh, so to know that this this webinar is particularly for three schools law education and management and labor studies a separate session for the school of social work will be conducted later in the weekend so just drop us your email id so that uh, we can contact you at the time of webinar uh, govin can you stress on don'ts i mean do nots for pi um that's a tricky question because there are 
million ways to screw your uh, PI, so it's a, a difficult question. Uh, but yeah, I mean, be very uh, frank about uh, your career uh, choices. Uh, as I said, don't give a flattery. Don't try to flatter uh, the uh, you know faculty by giving a you know a very unrealistic expectation of the course. They also know that why you are here. So be very frank about uh, that. Uh, do not give again. Uh, do not uh, see. This is a social science institute. Okay, uh, placement is one uh, big reason why people come join the course. But at the end, in the DNA, it's a social science institute. And they say here that once you join this, you cannot think like you were before this. So uh, make sure that that is displayed. Like make sure that uh, the I mean the panel gets to know that you are more than just a B school uh, aspirant. Because we are not looking for just thorough B school aspirant. We are looking for uh, those uh, people who who like and who have a uh, flavor of management or have interest in management, and those who are ground. I mean, who has some uh, interaction and some engagement, and would like to you know uh, see things from the perspective of society. So these are uh, important things that you have to keep in mind. Uh, and as I said, there are a lot of ways to you know. I, I have blown two interviews previously, so I can uh, you know have a conversation about what all not to say. Uh, so it's a very difficult question to answer, but keep. But I mean, I would say be true to yourself, reflect very thoroughly on your lived experiences, and give answers because original answers will always impress because they are original. Uh, so stick on to that. Don't try to give some fancy and you know uh, answers that you find in some Quora or some management, uh, you know, the screening coaching institute. Be true to yourself. Be true to the course. So just reflect on you, uh, you, your personal, your lived experience, and come up with answers accordingly. So next question is to Ajay. Uh, so I mean, I'll sum up as in like, uh, what will you be giving as advice to somebody who like don't know anything in MA in education? Like maybe some basics if you can just mention uh, regarding the questions that can come in the interview. Okay, first of all, I will say that uh, I had no idea about MA education when I even when I attended. Like uh, I told you, I I belong to the second batch. So like the course is not much popular throughout the country. Uh, that's the first thing. So second thing is that uh, uh, there are teachers in my family. So I was planning to take up a B.Ed. B.Ed. M.Ed. And so I, I, I was looking for, but uh, I was not sure that B.Ed. was the right thing for me. I was thinking like, maybe I can do something more than that. I, I don't want to study in my own place. I wanted to go somewhere else. I wanted to have some more exposure. Uh, and as Govin rightly pointed out, the piece is something that attracted me to TISS. Uh, then I, 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 I directly told him that uh, I wanted to do B.Ed. B this is how I constructed my answer. Like this is true also. I, I wanted to do B.Ed uh, and I wanted to do B.Ed MED, but that's not possible because I didn't have a postgraduate studies. And I was not interested in uh, elementary education, B, uh, BLED, because I, I want to do something full time. And that's how I finalized on uh, MA education, even though that is, it was a very new course for me. And as far as the other questions are concerned, I thought they would be asking a lot of complex questions, uh, difficult, like constitutional questions and all. Uh, maybe NEP is something uh, you can expect, but uh, always remember the fact that uh, NEP is a policy, new education policy. It's not a constitutional act, neither it is passed in the parliament. So. Uh, it's a policy. It's a director uh, direction. Uh, it will um, uh, uh, how, how it will be implemented. 
no one knows there is a direction that is given so uh, this thing it, this thing will take time uh, so keep that in mind that this is not a uh, not an act by in, in itself uh, but you you i will give a small clarity on it that's in uh, there are two types of forces at work in india one is a majoritarian force who is very much fascinated by the past and there is another force which is the uh, rising middle class uh, they they do have aspirations they have a the different perspective and both these forces are at odds with one another so uh, this is the uh, this is a this is a core idea and i have shared the reading which was sent to us by our professors you can go through them and i don't think like uh, govin said like you i don't think they will be asking nuances about that but having a brief idea will definitely help uh, because it is a policy and more than that they they will ask you about your personal opinions personal lived experiences and your own takes on different just to understand your your ideas and ideologies uh, just be prepared for that thank you yeah so the next question i think uh, like either of uh, can uh, answer it's regarding the daf form could you please give us an idea of what is expected in our bio sketch in the daf should it be more factual or more subjective ഡാപ്റ്റബിലിറ്റി uh to learn uh i guess that matters most yeah somebody has also asked about uh what kind of ha- hobbies should they mention do you have any suggestion regarding the same <laughs> that's uh, ho- ho- hobbies helps i have seen that one, one of them saying that watching video uh, youtube videos yeah I yeah guess, that's the one. i guess i guess in this pandemic t- uh, time watching youtube videos in itself is a very good hobby but you have to give some uh, good channels that you follow uh, one of the that is suggest to, to us by your professors school of life which will help you with all the uh, philosophical uh, uh, leaders so mention some good uh, good channels that uh, and uh, and hobbies substantiate always substantiate don't don't think that one hobby is uh, is low something is higher and all this is a hobby this is somewhere you spend your time relaxed so uh, keep that in mind you don't have to come up with something academic thank you yeah so i'm just uh, kind of uh, combining two questions course chese vallo chesi guidance isthare Okay. Uh, excuse me somebody is unmuted okay uh 
so uh, i'm just combining two questions uh, this is regarding how to justify gap years in interview and also along the same line do having no work experience and having a literature background uh, background affect the admission adversely i think it's relating to hr yeah uh, so as i've mentioned like there are a lot of people who have uh, gap years in our uh, you know class again it's the you know connection to that uh, part where this pardons you i mean it's i mean just say it's a uh, light joke don't take me badly the point is that see uh, do not uh, that's what i'm saying we school as very judgy based on this you know ki someone have a gap year that I, i mean i'm saying that it might happen but in terms it's fine because every all of us uh, take time to figure things out right i mean uh that i mean it's that's how things are like uh, you uh so i mean this is one justification i could give and i am i am telling you with a lot of confidence and sincerity that a lot of my classmates have had gap years they have cracked the uh, you know interviews very well and they have been placed with great organization like blue blooded organization so as long as you able to justify like why what did you do in that gap years yeah if you think you know you were like uh, So that's what like what productive what happened what uh, you start i mean you started like so 2010 may you or say 2020 you, uh, you you graduated of the college 2000 till 2022 you were free so how, how how what has come to what has become of you in those two years if you're able to justify that that's well and good because maybe uh, going to a company and working for two years may not give you the kind of improvement or the knowledge addition that doing something uh, else in that two years would give you so it's not about the uh, you know professional experience that matter it is about what you have done in those two years if you're able to give a very valid reason and uh, show them that you have improved as a person then it's fine it's not a, it's not a big deal at all so as i said we do, i mean unlike iims we do not have a parameter ki you know so much years i mean so much uh, weightage for experience so much uh, weightage for gender diversity so much it's it's a more they, they judge you overall so uh, that is one point and about literature background again uh, as i said uh, that also doesn't matter in fact uh, the uh, i mean our uh, even the administrations or sorry the what do you call the yeah college is trying to increase the diversity in terms of education background so uh, being from a non engineering background actually helps you even more in placement because again as i said companies are looking to increase the diversity because uh, you know uh, most of the companies are like uh, saturated with engineers and um, so people from different uh, coming from a different background will definitely add value for example i could just uh, i mean i i mean i was also little uh, not so favorable towards you know i mean um, this system of iims giving extra mark to the people from non engineering background uh, non engineering background because i am a engineering background so it is affecting me adversely but after coming to test and interacting with people from uh, that background i realized that it they give very important inputs like uh, see engineering makes us think in certain way like for us 1 plus 1 is 2 or like we always go behind the numbers we always go behind the logic we try to it's difficult to convince us if we do not have numbers and that's a generalization but people from other background they go they could add very important qualitative input and this understands that because most of our projects are about diversity and inclusion so if we are not able to understand then who will understand that so uh, the fact that you are from a non uh, you know engineering or management background is not going to affect you in fact it is going to help you as long as you are able to catch up on your speed in max and you know a brief understanding about business it would it would actually help you better and just few points pointers about df in perspective from uh, the perspective of hrm uh, try to incorporate uh, your pr- uh, professional experience 
try to incorporate all your positions of responsibilities that you had earlier try to i mean it could be uh, it could be like what you did in school um, the positions you had in school your college whatever it is uh because that could uh, create some meat it could uh, be the talking point for conversation and they could get to know that you are someone who have managed to be in a position of responsibility and manage uh, tasks so that is always a plus point uh, hobby again it's very subject you need not have a hobby um and if you have a hobby just i mean just that it, uh, write it but make sure that you do that just don't write you like singing traveling you know wonderless hashtag wonderless hashtag food uh, sunday chefism and all that uh, what if you have a hobby write it else just avoid it it's not a big deal we're not looking for uh, people who have like very exotic hobbies so just if you have it write it and personally uh, for me quizzing is a hobby and i've been able to uh, leverage it properly it has always helped me i've tried to link it um, and you know make it as a value addition for me uh, as a personally as well as uh, professionally so for me it does help so think about it if you're very serious about hobby reflect upon how it has helped you how it has made you a better person and then pitch it but if you do not have a hobby just leave it it's not a big deal yeah so the next question is how is this llm different from other llm courses how positive useful it will be in our future Ashwini uh, is he online? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Pardon, please. Uh, yeah. So the question is, how this LLM is different from other LLM courses? How positive or useful it will be in our future? Yeah, yeah. That is a very interesting and good question. So uh, in this LLM, that uh, which makes it unique from the other LLM program is that. it includes the diversity and the second uh, most important aspect of this llm is the field work so in both semesters there is mandatory uh, field work in which this will place you in a agency where you will be dealing with a, a real life problem and you will have an interaction with the uh, people from the different uh, organizations and you will uh, give the solutions to their problem so right now in in first field work like i was based in pcgt that is an uh, trust which basically works in the field of rti and in uh, uh, place in mumbai and in the second uh, leg of the semester we are placed in a uh, ngo that is rural litigation entitlement kendra dehradun recently uh, so in this pandemic time uh, it is generally uh, asked you to do online field work but somehow we managed to do uh, offline uh, field work so there we got the opportunity to uh, interact with our classmates as well and to work for the marginalized and vulnerable sections to which the ngo or the organization works so uh, here the uh, the usp of this program is that uh, this will place you in a field work agency uh, and in 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 future it might give you the option to do uh, your own Uh, research and you can have your placement in your uh, in your field work agency of your choice and second is that it uh, it basically works for the social sector like for the marginalized like it's access to justice access to justice to the people who is residing the last mile of the land so here you will get the insights of law a practical experience in your llb you basically focus on 
on theoretical aspect on the on the constitutional aspect on the doctrinal aspect but in this you will focus on the practical aspects of the law you won't be uh, uh, given assignments on the on the pure theoretical law you will be you, like there will be discussion uh, uh, based on the movies you will be uh, asked to watch a movie together and write a discussion and what your personal opinions and you will be uh, engaged in activities uh, uh, which which will require a contribution from your group so uh, it is a healthy uh, uh, kind of discussions while you are learning and uh, uh, this this field work is the usp of this llm you learn diversity so people come from different background different uh, states in in this llm program apart from a particular nlu or a particular law college situated in a particular region where you will find the people mostly belong to that only region but here in this people from the 28 states not particular but from the generally from the most of the states will come you will get an experience with the, uh, with, the with dealing with the uh, different background different diversity and it is very helpful and a totally a unique program if you will compare with the rest of the uh, uh, llm program conducted by the various universities and nlms yeah over to mira please yeah okay so i have seen quite uh, two three questions regarding the other courses like development studies climate change and sustainability so i just I, i'm just again mentioning uh, that uh, these courses are in a different uh, webinar and it will be kind of communicated to you if you have registered to the course or if you haven't registered you can just drop us an email and uh, also regarding the course social entrepreneurship as i have mentioned earlier we'll be putting an audio regarding how to kind of uh, Uh, prepare for the interview and the part exam by the volunteers from the uh, social entrepreneurship courses and also i have seen a que some questions regarding when will the academic session start and how to kind of submit uh, da form or like uh, cv like when is the time or what is a student intake so these are the questions that you need to kind of uh, stay updated with the website because uh, we cannot assure you that uh, it will start in this particular date or when it is to submit so kindly check your emails every day and also stay updated to the website so that you don't miss all these important details and uh, i think there is a question regarding uh, like etcha i don't know whether koind has seen the question mm Does that give the experience one yeah 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 uh, so as i was saying um so this is what i understand like i gave this a net uh, four times and i made it to the interview twice and my first interview i just tanked it uh, so that I, that that's what i said i could have a separate session on uh, thing like what not to do in a test interview so uh, so in the second interview i kind of uh, worked on this like this is this was my strategy uh, so how do i uh, justify myself as a candidate for hr so this was what i have been thinking about so i related it to a uh, part of my professional experience part of what uh, my i mean the kind of situation i grew up and uh, maybe the kind of skills i have so profession as well as professional concern as i mentioned earlier so i worked in marketing for a year 
and uh, i was able to understand that its marketing is not just about as i mentioned about your uh, you know doing a market analysis uh, you know knowing the price list of your uh, competitors you know uh, knowing new, new scouting for new opportunities not just that and operation again as i mentioned it's not just about the core things that we do it's about the human capability it is about how an organization is able to uh, you know place the right people at the right uh, place and how you build capability and how you equip those people to address the challenges of an organization so that was my understanding so this was what uh, made me feel that hr is quite an important uh, you know function of any company and it is something which requires a lot of uh, attention towards and this is what fascinated me towards hr from a professional uh, perspective as well as my lived experience was concerned uh, this has something to do with the industrial relations part so i come from kerala uh, so you know like uh, the how the labor situations here are it's not pretty great uh, so you have a lot of uh, you know uh, i mean it's improving but still you have this uh, issues and actually there is a very strong narrative uh, that you know there are a lot of uh, labor issues here uh, it's uh, getting expensive and now you have a new trend of uh, migrations like others i mean migrations from other states so it's a pretty uh, evolving um, you know situation in terms of labor uh, so this is something which had made me uh, think a lot this is one uh, thread which we have a lot of conversations at home with friends and all that so i wanted to understand the labor dynamics of it so uh, what is what would incentivize a labor or a, a workman to work for a company how the company can take care of them uh, how the workman can contribute to it um you know how the government schemes can be um, you know uh, how they how they can be brought under the umbrella of beneficial government schemes so these are the kind of broad ideas that i had uh, so that was also one reason that made me fascinated uh, behind hr and um, again i do have a good hold on understanding of business business is one thing which i like i always follow uh, so that makes me uh, more and so i i have this corporate uh, flavor to me and again marketing i acquire the skills of sales and i believe that hr uh is the biggest marketer because he's marketing the biggest asset of a company which is a brand name you're marketing the brand name to your internal employees as well as to the uh you know candidates there and it has a part of administration it has a part of social sciences because if you see hr evolved from the industrial revolution so hr was a, we could say the second branch of management after operations management so when the industrial revolution happened it, it came with its own it opened a pandora box pandora box of its own problems and that is when uh, business realized that there is some need of taking care of the labor uh, while you know going behind the profit so it is a very uh, complex topic uh, so i tried all these so i tried making linkages between all these aspect and create a in a creative case for me to pursue uh, hr so that was how i went about it but different people have different ways to go about it so this is i think this could help in some uh, okay someone has also asked regarding the language that needs to be used in interview like whether taking the interview in hindi will affect or uh, as far as hrm is concerned uh, so as i said you would require uh, in english it's mandatory because uh, i mean it's it is mandatory and in fact you it is always advisable to keep on improving your uh, communication skill in english because uh, that would be the uh that would i mean because see especially as hr you have to uh, get involved in a lot of communications uh so it is very important uh, to be uh, you have a good grasp of the language just ajay wants to uh share some okay uh 
like having experience having industry experience having uh, subject domain knowledge uh, sorry sorry uh, i i'm uh, asking regarding the language like whether okay uh, i can tell you that uh, in our class the class are normally conducted in english and in between we can use uh, hindi or marathi in between uh, teachers do use them and stu uh, students can ask them uh, like hindi and marathi so uh, i guess in interview also it will be flexible but for the sake of standardization we normally use uh, english we have a lot of literature to review and most of them are available in english so uh, english is expected but uh, these people tss professors they are very flexible with all this if you if you have a complex concept to convey and if you, and if you say that uh, you, you you want to convey it in hindi and they they will welcome that uh, these things uh, as govind has repeatedly pointed out diversity is highly appreciated so don't worry yeah so next question is also to govind uh, can you please walk us through career trajectory of our hrm post graduate possible career opportunities in future yeah so i could say so we get graduated and the most uh, frequently joined domains are one would be you would join in a ir role which is an industrial relation role you would be uh, in charge of an entire factory maybe Uh, which could, which would, I mean, it would have like some six hundred, seven hundred people working in a factory, and you have to do, you have to handle everything except the uh, engineering part of it. You have to handle the hiring, the firing, their uh, training, their uh, talent attraction, branding, what not, everything about them. So that is one role, uh, and um, another role could be something like a learning and development. Like as I mentioned, how to build the capabilities in your workforce, uh, how to make them uh, attuned to the challenges that the business would throw upon them. something could be about performance management it could be something like a compensation benefit so these are the broad uh, category i mean domains that hr people from hrm get placed and um, it will be strictly in the hr domain though some people might go into general management so uh, there are recruiters like aditya birla group uh, tata administrative services uh, then there is mahindra mahindra there is rpg there is um, Yeah, I mean all all the major conglomerates that you could think of, like Reliance and all. So there you have general management roles where you would be handling sort of like it's not pure HR, but something like uh, of that in a grey area. Uh, then uh, you could also go to a more technical kind of a role. So there are companies like Amazon, uh, Flipkart from the e-commerce, and Mintra coming from the e-commerce space, or like uh, IT companies like uh, Dell, Infosys, uh, which I can name, which are coming from there. and then you have a sales hr role which is another most hotly uh, placed role which is you will be a business and they call you business partner because uh, contrary to the perceptions that you know hr is like a support function or sort but uh, these companies see hr as a partner in business so you have a sales hr so they will be mostly come fmcg company so uh, the most um, visited fmcg companies are like itc hul png uh, asian things um, yeah marico so there you'll be joining as a sales uh, hr and uh, so these are like the initial roles you get in uh, and mostly what i have seen people continue to be in the hr domain itself they build the capabilities and uh, they grow uh, they might jump from one uh, you know like say one they might start with as a industrial relation role then they might go to a corporate dealing with talent acquisition or maybe something like an lnd so all the switching over happens but mostly they would be in the hr uh, domain and uh, they grow pretty well in the uh, what do you call the career ladder now for example to say like for example rekit is one of the biggest fmcg company in the world so it's a global csr as a test product 
if you come to a indian company like say bharat petroleum so bharat petroleum is headed i mean the entire company is headed by its hrlm so uh, the career growth is very uh, fast here because you enter as something like a management cadet so that is about the trajectory as far as non corporate roles are concerned there are a lot of people who go for higher studies uh, industrial psychology is one hot uh, topic where people go there are people who uh, start i mean go for startups hr based startups and normal startups there are people who have taken teaching as a uh, career so all that is there but primarily uh, what i have seen from the little uh, information i mean what i mean based on the interaction that i have had so far it's mostly within the hr domain and people uh, keep jumping across companies and the domain so yeah yeah so somebody has asked about curriculum and faculty so i would again suggest them to go and check the website uh, so that you really have a knowledge on what detailed uh, components are there in each semester and who are the faculties who are in that particular kind of schools and uh, somebody else has uh, i have just barely cleared the cutoff so is it possible to get into this if math and opi go well or is it a bit unlikely yeah i think it's going question uh see so it boils down to uh, numbers uh, so if i i mean i do not know the exact uh, pardon me it's very um, uh, careless to say that i do not know the exact split up uh, last year i mean see it, it's basically the numbers if you score say if 70 is a cut off you scored 71 as long as you are able to score a uh, good uh, in the i mean a good chunk of score in the other uh, part it is fine and uh, this is my personal view so since you have this mat it's a good avenue to score uh because uh, interview may you wouldn't like see uh, generally in interview no one is going to give you a 30 on 30 uh but in a, a mat you can score really well um and again it's a lot of relativity there because last year our test mat was very easy so most of us i think out of 45 30 i, I do not know the exact figure but we scored a very decent score so everyone scored very high score so that makes it uh, difficult so it depends upon how uh, so if it's very easy i would say it could be uh, it could be difficult because if it's easy for everyone everyone scores a good mark so covering up the difference would be difficult but if it's a difficult exam and you're doing well uh, you can clear it so it's basically dependent on maths but i would say don't give up uh, based on uh, you know that you just cleared Uh, because a good interview can make wonders uh, one experience i could share is like uh, for me uh, my cat score was 94.3 94 was the cutoff for uh, im calls and it is kind of i mean i kind of lost hope because it's very difficult to convert which is that uh, bad score because you are up with people who are like 99.8 99.9 all that but for me my interview went well my uh, pi also went well so i could i was able to convert a lot of times so it's it's based on uh, how well you do on the what you call the interview and luck based so yeah but i suggest uh, don't give up uh, give up give your best shot uh, who knows you could convert it so yeah yeah next two questions also i guess it is for uh, govind only so like is there any a uh, disadvantage disadvantage for freshers or is it like good with uh, more experience and also suggest some good sources of business awareness that they can follow Okay, see again it comes to we will we need a um, good number of freshers in a batch. So again, this is what I meant. It's uh, the this uh, HRM course is market driven. So basically, a lot of a uh, recruitment uh, happens based on the market requirement. So if uh, the recruiters are looking for uh, freshers, they they are looking for freshers. So the uh, so it will be in the mind of the interviewers that you know we need some minimum number of freshers. So they would be open towards having more freshers. So there are uh, I mean so there is always a 
a good number of freshers in the batch because as i said some companies like say uh, companies like hul the, the top notch companies like hul png I, uh, itc and even the general management companies they look out for freshers there it's a it's a business case i'll tell you why because if for example a, 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 a recruiter like tata administrator service so uh, tata administrator service is kind of an ias for the tata universe so basically you do the uh, you they'll shuffle they make you work across the different companies of tata and it's like uh, it's it's basically kind of an ias so they're investing a lot on you other uh, um, so if they have to justify the investment you have to be in service for a longer period so if you start young it means that your a value addition to the company will be or you can add value to the company for a longer year so uh, so it's basically just uh, pure max so uh, they want people so and hul similar cases hul so all these top notch companies like hul they know that uh, these are companies with low attrition which means that uh, employees who join join hul they do not leave hul because it's a it's like the best brand you can get so uh, the company also believes in early talent acquisition which means that they like to uh, have all their uh, you know uh, employees recruited from the campus so they can uh, build in the hul culture in them and uh, they would remain with hul for a longer period so if they have to make investment they have to justify the investment which means that they want uh, people to service serve the company for a longer period which means that uh, they uh, it's better that the candidates are younger and they have less uh, experience so there are so that is one uh, standard which many companies follow so it's always important for the coach to have fresher so being a fresher can be an advantage for you as well and about business awareness business awareness is a very uh, broad topic um, format it's mostly trivia based uh, so it's basically the interesting um, stories behind uh, business brands or all the stuff so it's a, a pretty broad topic you could uh, go through certain business quizzes honda uh, ka funda by revi honda is one of the most popular uh, business quiz uh, resource available it's available in slideshare you can go through it uh, but again it's a very broad topic i can't just spin down to one uh, source yeah so um can govind talk something about odcl course uh, so if yeah, yeah. Uh, so what odcl is basically it's a subset of hrm uh, so uh, we know that companies are going through a lot of restructuring these days and thanks to covid it's becoming more evident so change management is one of the biggest uh, you know uh, aspect of uh, company uh, you know a management uh, these days like a lot of companies go to so for example flipkart and walmart so flipkart was acquired by walmart so what happens to so in it's it's easy you as a common man you could see okay you read okay what walmart took over flipkart done but what happens in inside the company is a big question because you have a company like flipkart which worked in it's uh, it, it has a certain culture and culture is one word which you have will hear a lot in hrm so this is one company which worked with once a particular set of belief and uh, walmart is one company which worked with another set of belief so how these two companies can integrate so that's a big question and there are certain competencies that flipkart has there are certain competencies that walmart has uh, say for example and um, certain and there are many overlap so how do you uh, manage that so you might have to fire people uh, who are doing the same job or you might have to uh, you know use expertise that flipkart has in online uh, shopping to what walmart has and walmart has in respect to what they call shelf keeping that flipkart doesn't have so how to um, integrate these companies how to manage the change so that's a big uh, question that most of the management practitioners are facing today so odcl is more of uh, devoted to that part it's a subset of hrm and uh, there are a lot of uh, overlapping courses 
so that is about odcel so it's a uh, i think it's like one or two years earlier it used to be offered as an executive program now it's a two full time two year course been for one or two years uh, so yeah that is it uh, so yeah uh, that is one factor you have to keep it's a new course uh, so i i do not can't say much more about it this is my understanding about odcel yeah so the next three questions are also for govind it seems that uh, how will you answer why hrm after engineering uh, or uh, like and yeah yeah so so don't worry uh, we engineers are the most uh, stereotype uh, the most uh, what do you call uh, abused uh, i mean that's a hard word to use but people in the uh, in india at least so you will uh, face this question everyone ask you your mother ask you your father ask you neighbor ask you everyone ask you why did you do engineering Uh, so don't worry. Um, uh, just uh, give it. I mean, my answer was very simple. I had good score in uh, plus two. I so and I wanted to have a job, so I went for engineering. Uh, I had my interest in my interest was history, but I knew that at least the prospect of getting an immediate job is less. Uh, so I went for engineering, and engineering did give taught me a lot of. Um, Experiences, if not engineering, but other experiences, and I found that that is important uh, because having that kind of mindset works a lot when you're becoming a manager. So that way, it helped me. And uh, and every see even see most of us. I'll tell you, some of our faculties are themselves engineers who are turned into HR, so they know that. Uh, so they're very well aware of it. But it's just that uh, don't give an answer. Ki you know, I did engineering. I didn't get a job, or maybe I'm not satisfied with my current job. So I'm looking for a different course. So I found HR. I cracked this net. So I'm here. Don't give that answer. Uh, just tell them that ki you know, uh, you feel that engineering is not. I mean, you do not want to pursue it further, and you want to. You got interest in HR. So you're going for it. It's fine. It's totally fine because everyone knows the fate of Indian engineers. So that's fine. And another question I see is, what does it take for an HRM graduate to work in ODCL domain? Uh, not really. See, ODCL is not about consulting work. Say, see, this is the idea of the course. But uh, see, engineering uh, as a, I mean, the mission of an engineering course is one thing. The job that we do is a different thing. So it's the same case. So it doesn't mean that uh, HRM people cannot work in ODCL. I mean, see, the H, uh, HR people. See, as I said, it's a subset. Most of the HR people have uh, been into. I mean, people especially from this. Has been into this change management and the done, the created history in the world of business uh, for uh, you know ch- changing, uh, for managing the changes and beautifully integrating companies and uh, bringing a lot of changes. For example, now see uh, if someone asked me that why do you want to pursue HR a year back, I I, I would have had say fifty answers. But today, if someone asks me why do you want to do HR, I can have a hundred answers because if there is one function which has made the transition. uh from a uh, what do you call a offline traditional setup to the current work from home it is uh, the reason behind that is the hard work that hr professionals have done it is the proactiveness that they have done the late night call so hr people have been doing all sorts of work they have been doing they have been doing work of it engineers they have been doing work of transportation they have done count they have been personal counselors of people so they have done a lot of work so that is change management so um hr is one function that has helped all the corporate houses of india to transform instantly into uh, into a remote working setup so i think that is the biggest answer and uh, i and i'll tell you in the hr community if you see most of the uh big companies are headed by hr professionals either from xlri or from this so i think that is the biggest evidence uh to sh- uh, for the competency of hrm graduate from this when it comes to change management 
Yeah, one more is that uh, should some HR uh, related online course be done before OPI? Uh, not really, not required. You will get to do, I mean, I hope that doesn't happen, but otherwise you will get to do a one year online course from TISS HRF and LR, so don't worry. So that wouldn't be required. Uh, and I suggest that you go through that. Uh, uh, I've sent some Facebook links. So it's of the, uh, there's this aspirants relation committee for our uh, course. So they are a bunch of five super active people who would be answering all the queries of, uh, you know, uh, the aspirants. And uh, you follow that page, you'll get a lot of updates. There are certain resources shared, uh, which I mean, HR, basic HR resources, which you could go through uh, if you have time. Yeah. So don't worry much about it. Yeah, Govind, uh, maybe you can just post it once again at the end. Yeah, yeah, sure, sure. Yeah, so uh, relating to that only, I, I guess the question also like how to justify HRM after graduation, political science. I also feel that what Govind has answered uh, regarding the last question on engineering. So I basically feel that uh, it is not that the justification should really come from your end and uh, I think that's what the faculties and this is uh, kind of looking forward, like how passionate you are relating to this course I, or are you really clear about what you want uh, from this course or and it, it doesn't matter from what background you come because if you have chosen to be part of this course you really will be having a very valid reason to come for the school so I think it's just being genuine about uh, why you want to join the course and uh, that would like seem to be a better answer I feel you want to add something go into that yeah, that is what I feel. See, uh, let's be very frank. We all, uh, you know, sign up for an undergraduate course based on a lot of uh, factors like peer pressure, uh, what your parents want to do, what the society wants to do. And basically, we do not have much idea about what we want to do at that point of time. But now, uh, I mean, even now, I'm not saying, see, I took HRM and LR. I believe at this point of time, it's a good choice. But maybe after five years, I might find, okay, this is not uh, for me. I could go for a finance course. So it's basically, as long as you believe that you can do this uh, and you have a solid reason for that, be frank about it. So just because you took political science or engineering or someone who's an MBBS graduate, that doesn't stop him from becoming a good HR, uh, HR guy. So, I mean, it's not a big deal. And, I, and that's what I'm saying. Like most of the uh, professors in this, as well as I am, are themselves engineers. So it's not a big deal. Yeah, uh, I'm just... Uh taking the last question and it's also regarding HRM uh, and then we'll wind up uh, how easy or difficult it is to progress to general management after HRM learning. Um, so HC general management, uh, I mean, can you be more uh, specific into it? Like uh, HRM, uh, can, can, can you unmute and ask exactly what you want? If it's possible. Hello. Hello. Yeah. Am I audible? Yeah. Hi, yeah, yeah. You're audible. So, uh, since every business is basically uh, driven by people in the business, so every business has people side. So, uh, having learned the nuances of HRM from teams, obviously, uh, how, uh, and if one wants to go into strategic management in the future, so I, uh, the understanding I have currently is for the strategic management, one has to be from uh, general management domain, or is it possible okay. to go into strategic management? But, uh, by HRM also. So that, that uh, is the context when I'm talking about the general management domain. Got it. Got it. So you're meaning general management as in the MBA, uh, course. Yeah. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. See, uh, I'll tell you, I'll be very uh, honest with you. Uh, so getting into like, um, strategy consultancy role, uh, you, you're targeting like very big, you know, 
companies like McKinsey, KPMG, and all that. So they uh, they recruit from campus, certain campuses. Uh, so uh, it has to uh, has a lot to do with your campus placement. Campus placement plays a big role in what your future career would look like. Maybe like uh, right now, I'm uh, placed for my summers in a FNCG company. So if I convert, my life will be that way. So uh, you could choose not to be uh, joining that company, but I would suggest keep an open mind. So it depends upon um, you know where you get placed, but at the same time. Uh, you can go back to the strategy consultant because there are a lot of people from HR background who has moved into other marketing roles, have moved into consultancy, all that. Now, for example, the, the example I mentioned, BPCL. So uh, it's BPCL's uh, CNMD, which is the head of the BPCL, is from a is a HR guy. So he moved from HR to don one of the biggest, most profitable PUCs in the country. So that is another example. So uh, you can work on it and move move back. And uh, start, as well as consultancy companies, there are certain consultancy company coming to test like Cone Ferry, Aon Hewitt, uh, Deloitte. So all these are uh, specialized in HR. So they do consultancy uh, from the perspective of HR. So they do come to test, they are regular recruiters. And uh, so you could, if you are very particular on that, you can go to it. Uh, so, but frankly, uh, getting into a strategy role into a big company like a Bain or like a McKinsey wouldn't be possible from uh, Tesla channel. It depends on what you can graduate and then learn the business and get to it. That's a different take. But immediately after this, that's not going to happen. Normally. Okay, so uh, somebody has just asked, like, is it better to have beforehand uh, idea of topics of SEM 1, 2 and history of this and alumni of this? So I guess it is better to have an idea on what uh, what will be the contents of your course will be, the course that you have selected. And I don't think history of this as an institute or who are the alumni of this matters because questions are usually not coming in. It is not focusing on this uh, in, in that terms, I feel. And also, uh, next, I mean, uh, we are going to kind of end up because everybody is uh, have taken some time from their hectic schedule and the questions thereafter can be drop to our Facebook pages that we'll be posting the link right now and uh, also to the, our email IDs that you already have gotten a response uh, regarding the uh, webinar and also uh, please stay updated to the uh, this uh, website and please check your emails every day and uh, also this uh, recording of the somebody has asked whether this recording will be available so this recording will be uh, uploaded in Spotify as a podcast and as as I mentioned before, uh, also the other courses that we have missed uh, today, uh, the audio uh, of the volunteers from those respective courses will be uh, added to this uh, podcast and uploaded. So please stay updated to our uh, Facebook page and Insta page. And also you can just drop us a mail to our uh, email ID that have been provided. Yeah, so uh, Chirida, you can conclude. So on behalf of PSF, thanks to all uh, aspirants who joined us today. And uh, very special thanks to Ashwini, Ajay, and Govind for the informative three sessions of, uh, today. So I personally also recommend you all that 
please please update the official website of KISS and also you can uh, check uh, uh, official website of uh, PSF and also the official website of KISS and we will be updating all the stuffs uh, regarding the admission of uh, this and um, um, I shared the link of Instagram and Facebook of official PSF website and uh, anytime uh, you all can reach to uh, us we are really happy to help you all and stay safe guys and all the very best from our team and the organization thank you all